Welcome to the podcast. It's Emily and Abigail with our special guest, Britain. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Big Country. Oh God, I'm gonna call that forever, dude. <laughs> high school. Me and Britain go way back. We are high school friends. He sadly knew me in high school when I was a little twerp. It was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. But Britain, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little introduction. Yeah, so I'm Britton Daniel. I am born and raised in Oviedo, outside of Orlando. I am 21. I'm a nursing major. Um, yeah. Where did you go to school? Seminole State and UCF. Okay. Um, how did you get involved in nursing? Like, what sparked your passion for that? Um, yeah, so I actually got uh, diagnosed with a pediatric bone cancer at 17, and I uh, fought that for 12 months doing chemo and radiation, and I was a senior in high school, so I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And while I was in the hospital, um, I just fell in love with my nurses, and I was like, I want to work with kids one day, and it just kind of all clicked, so that's why I picked nursing. So kind of based of on your own story like what already happened to your life and encouraged you to want to help others in the same way that they helped you yeah um yeah I don't know I just like I always wanted to like work with kids because I've always loved kids and um while I was in the hospital I was just like you know what nurses they do make good money which is a, obviously a nice bonus <laughs> um yeah yeah no they do make good pretty good money so that's a nice bonus and then um you also just get to help kids day to day and uh, like a lot of those kids um are in there for a while and um you know why not try to make their hospital experience a little bit better you know that's awesome were you able to like make friends with like any of the kids that like were there with you and everything like that and um, still keep in touch with them yes and no um a lot of times when you're you're feeling too sick so i didn't like want to meet anybody or anything but um through like social media and stuff i've made um and my mom's connections that like moms have reached out to her asking help um i probably made five or six friends that's that. so stinking cool that's so stinking cool that's awesome so um like besides like nursing i'm like that has to be a really grueling <laughs> major how how does the school part of that and everything going for you um it's all right i'm not gonna lie um so i gotta take my t's test to apply to nursing school this next uh literally three weeks i have to take oh. my t's test yeah um to get into the fall nursing school um if that doesn't work i'm gonna change my major but um you're gonna get in we believe in you we'll see you got it um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at with life just trying to figure that out because i don't know if i want to do healthcare or if i want to do ministry but uh, i know it's going to be one of those two i just got to figure that out that's awesome so with ministry like what ministry are you a part of um, how do you get involved like how does that kind of play a part in your life and stuff yeah, so I'm a part of a young uh, organization that's uh, called Young Life, and it is a uh, nation and actually worldwide. Um, so it, Young Life has a bu bunch of different like sub-ministries, but I'm part of uh, their high school program. Um, and I actually got involved during high school, and that's actually where I met Emily. Um, and um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just um, got invite, invited to it when I was a freshman. I heard about it, and um, I showed up not knowing what to expect. And um, that night, I um, 
just kind of fell in love with it because um, we play games. We like saying our like top of our lungs out. Um, I made <laughs> that and it was is like, so true. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, and I made so many friends. Like not, like, like there was, you know, like you're not like you're cool football and cheerleaders and all that. So it like felt somewhere I could be like have fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like where I fell in love with because like I was always kind of like, oh, we'll go to church you know, once a month or like Easter, Christmas, whatever. But I never, I always thought it was kind of like boring being that little immature kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Young Life showed me that like Jesus could be fun. And so. Like more the relationship aspect. Yeah. And like, you know, it could be games and you can have fun with it with your friends. So that's where I really fell in love with Young Life. And um, so I always kind of want to be a Young Life leader off that. And then, you know, back, tracing back after I had cancer and everything, I kind of fell on fell out of um my relationship with jesus and kind of was just angry and um freshman year um you archie um all the old ex young life people that i knew in high school texted me hey you should come to ucf the gang got back together yeah yeah (laughs) and um invited me and i was like i don't know about this and my first club was leader training um i forgot yeah it seriously was yeah i was like i don't even i don't even know where i stand with myself how am i going to be a leader and i just i had nothing else to do because i had no friends at the time (laughs) so i kept going back every week and um it just kind of and then the time came to sign up to be one to get your interview slot and uh something really just pulled at my heart to go sign up and i just knew i had to and that was over two years ago, and I've never looked back. It's been an amazing blessing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And obviously, like, you lead all, like, the young guys and everything like that. So I'm sure they're just like, dude, you're super cool. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's so I mean, crazy. half of them probably think I'm cool, and half of them probably think I'm weird. But <laughs> I mean, how it that's kind of That's how it works. That's yeah. how it, that's how it works. Love that. So, do you like foresee yourself like going like full time with Young Life, like alongside of like doing nursing and like being a leader? Like, what does that look like for you, or where do you think that might look like? Yeah, for you? I mean, I've thought about this, and I'm like still trying to figure it out. But there's like a couple possibilities I could do. I could do finish nursing school, um, and then kind of do that for a while. And I could also be a volunteer leader while I'm being a nurse. Um, I could always just do nursing and then um, quit nursing and then go do Young Life staff full time. Or I could just like change my major, graduate, and then go on Young Life staff immediately full time. Um, so there's a bunch of different little paths I could take, but I just don't know quite yet what I want to do. Um, I guess my question is like, how did you get back up off your feet when you like, you said you were mad at the whole situation and like everything that was going on in your life like what was that pushing force that got you to be like okay actually no I need to get up I need to keep going and like persevere through this trial yeah um I don't know it was really hard um I was just kind of mad at God kind of mad at the world because like I was you know I'm like I'm going in my senior year I'm playing football I'm playing basketball like I had all this stuff going for me, and I'm like, why, why, why me? Like, why, why is this happening to me, you know? Like, why can't, you know, I do this and, like, I just have a normal life? And, like, I couldn't figure that out. And, um, actually, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, weirdly enough, because I realized, like, with my personality, I would have gone off to college. I would have tried to go to Florida or Florida State or something like that. 
and um, knowing myself, I would have joined a fraternity right away and probably just drank my life away and flunked out of school. Um, I realize that now that that that's kind of probably a one reason like that kind of all happened. And like now I'm like a young life leader, like with my kids, you know, I'm doing pretty decent in school and I'm just kind of doing that. So it's kind of like was a cool blessing in disguise. But um, I I did go into like a little bit of depression, like right immediately after treatments because all my friends moved away to college. All of them went out, you know, Florida, Florida State, out of state, whatever. And I was stuck at home. And then um, I just didn't know really what to do. I'm like, I'm stuck at home. I'm this loser, not doing anything, like going to some old state. Like, what's what happening? And I got a dog. And she helped me a lot with my depression. And then uh, that young life helped me a lot. And it got me back up on my feet and got my faith um, sturdy again. Awesome. So it's like, I guess blessings come from trials a lot and it's like recognizing that there's something bigger than we are seeing in the in the progression of it happening yeah no for sure i I think i try to it sounds cliche and i never really (laughs) believed it until it kind (laughs) of happened to me um but yeah like um you know like i was like because people like oh you know cancer must suck and all that and blah 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 i mean yeah it did but like at the same time i'm doing a lot better than other people I know that had the same cancer I did and I, I did get really blessed with how well my body responded to the treatments and now like I said I'm doing so much better in my life now than if that wouldn't have happened and um, yeah I don't know. Awesome. So that circumstance I'm assuming is part of your motivation to go and encourage the high schoolers in Young Life and to like be a part of them to pour into them and how I guess has your experience in your trials like allowed you to pour into that younger generation? Yeah so like um <laughs> we'll wait for the train. Yeah. <laughs> My feet are numb. <laughs> Podcasting outside. It's new. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's definitely but um yeah I think it's granted me um really cool experiences and talks to be able to talk to people about it um especially high schoolers I minister to um it just really so like here's a cool story like I, I so like this past summer um they didn't these eighth grade boys that are winter park that are winter park freshmen now they didn't have a leader to go to um, week-long camp with them. Mm-hmm. And so I got asked to go and volunteer and, like, help just be their leader for that week. And because, like, they're going to be in high school anyways this next year. And so I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And um, now they're a bunch of definitely, the gr- like, naughty, rowdy kids, you know, <laughs> the typical, you know, those type of kids. And, like, they're not saying there's anything wrong with it. But um, they have, like, a lot of trust issues that I came to find out because, like, I, I went to camp with them. I met them on the bus. Like, I had no, no idea who they were. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they were like, hey, like, are you going to be our leader or counselor or whatever? And I was That's like, crazy. I was like, yeah, and they're like, okay, cool. And, like, and so, you know, like, the first couple of days, like, you know, they were really, like, seeing what they could get away with. Like, they're, like, just trying to act up just to see what I would do. And um, they were all, like, the really sporty kids, like, all play football, play basketball, all play lacrosse, something. And um, there's a really athletic group of kids and um, they were like trying to see what they could get away with. And then like I got into one on one talk with this one kid and he goes, hey, like, 
I know if you don't know this, but like, um, we're really just testing you because like the past um, three years we've had nine le different leaders between you and the, the young life and the church because everybody just kind of keeps leaving us because we're the bad kids. Like this one kid told me like he's like, but don't tell the rest of the group, and I'm like. I, I knew that, but thanks. Like, like, like I couldn't say that to him. But I was like, oh, really? But I was like, <laughs> I know you're trying to test me. And I was just like, no. Like, and then on night three, I was like, you know what? I'm going to share my testimony with them instead of like, because usually do cabin time after. So what that is, is like um, the camp speaker will sit, give you the message for the night. And you go back to your room with your um, cabin, the boys that you're staying with. And you would ask them like questions about where they are in their faith and everything. But um but I went back and, I, and like, cause they're like, oh, we've been to camp three times, you know, like we've always heard these same stories. I was like, okay, let me do something different. And I was like, I'm gonna share my testimony with you. And they're like, oh, what's that? I was like, just sit down and listen. And I shared with like how I was a football player, how I was a basketball player. Like I was literally the same position you guys were. I was looking at like colleges to go to sports for, like I was getting talked to for sports. And then how I got cancer and my whole life changed and like how I'm technically if you look on paper statistically I should be dead I shouldn't even be alive with like how bad my cancer was so like I told them that and like I kept going in more and more in depth with it and like I showed them you know all this and then like really like they were quiet the whole time like I talked like a whole hour about it and uh they really like something changed and like now like you know they're like not to brag but they're, they're like oh they want to like seeing hang out with me and stuff so it's like, kind of just cool to see but like from going them from like that bratty kind of group of kids to like oh like you're my friend like they respect me because i like told them about that i guess i don't know like and actually like wanting that one-on-one -on -one relationship yeah with yeah you. yeah it just it yeah. totally changed her like view they're like oh he was just like us and then, but like you know type thing so cool so cool it's like once they knew the root of your problems they yeah. felt like they could relate in a way they yeah. felt like okay so he was open with us and so i feel like i can be open with them and i think that's something that it's hard it's hard to be vulnerable and that's where we put walls up and that's where we fail mm -hmm. to be open with one another and i think like that's the beauty of being able to be a leader and just like push through that because it's the same thing like with sports like you've you played sports you know if you're a team captain obviously the people on the team are more than likely going to be harder toward you because yeah. they see you in authoritative position but then at the end of the day the captain has to be the one to show the difference and the captain has to be the one to be like actually I'm going to see past how they're treating me right now because I know in the greater scheme of things are going to be thankful for me in the long run. Yeah, so, yeah. no, 100%. Like, yeah, that was dead on. And, like, um, I don't know. And they just, like, the, their biggest problem was they had trust issues. So they're, like, not going from nine different leaders in three years between the church and Young Life's hard. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, why should I trust you type thing? And yeah. so, um, I don't know. But That's awesome. Babes, it's Emily here. Do you want to be on the Babe podcast in our new series, March Madness? If so, go to the link in our bio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and there should be a link for a questionnaire. Make sure you fill that out and we might just select you. It'll have your name, age, school if you're in school, and two questions you have for the podcast. We're super excited to get some of you guys on, so make sure to apply. Makes me want to buy a dog. Emily, I'm buying a dog when we move to the house. You're going to no, come No, you're me. not. You said me? you would encourage it, bro. Are you saying me? Huh? Is she talking about me? No, He's no. making me want a dog. 
Who? Cause you, because you talk about your dog. That's what. Okay, that's that's, what, <laughs> that's why I just asked me, and you said no. Where'd you buy your dog? <laughs> like that's a funny story. I can actually that I can share that. <laughs> what? Please elaborate. So tell us about Dixie. Tell it. Tell us how she came to be. How the name Dixie happened. All right. All right. All right. Explain. Dixie which is her dog. Yeah, Dixie okay. is my little baby. I love her. But um, so. I have a family friend, um, and they're from Port St. Joe or Mexico Beach. It's up in the panhandle of Florida, and that is six hours away from East Orlando. And so they, they're from there. And so, like, they, they knew I've been wanting, like, a puppy or whatever because this was, like, when I was, like, got, like, done with, uh, you know, like, my cancer stuff. And I was kind of, like, into, like, a little bit. De- a little bit of depression or whatever mm-hmm. and i and i've been wanting like a big dog for years because my mom only wanted small dogs and like i wanted like a dog i could go hunting with and so i was like wanting it for years wanting it for years my mom like just no 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 and then so my family friend and my dad worked together and they showed the litter to my dad and my dad sent it to me i said so what does this mean and he goes no i was just like showing you some pictures i'm like but look how cute they are I was like, how much are they? And they said, and he was like, oh, they're $300, and they're Labradoodles. And I was just like, I have $300 in the bank. I, <laughs> like, what are you telling me? Like, And then Zach was like, like, Zach, who's the family friend, was like going up there, and they were going to go up there and go hunting um, and stay at their house up there and then bring get the dog, come back. And um, Zach was like, Britton, you can come with us. Like, you and your dad can come with us to go, like, hunting or whatever. And then I was like, pick up the dog then (laughs) and then um my dad's like no (laughs) like but and then like this whole so we went back and forth for like literally three days and my dad's like you can go but I'm not going because if your mom like if if your mom knows then like I'm screwed so like I (laughs) I don't know about this you go for my sake protect me no no mama Daniel does not play no yeah literally literally but so like he was like he was like, okay, you can go, like, but, like, I don't know what you're doing or anything. Like, you're going hunting. I was like, yeah, okay. So, I was like, Mom, I'm going hunting. And, like, I had this whole backup plan just in case she said no. Like, once I got home with this dog, like, I was going to give it to my grandma. I was going to come over there every single day, feed it, walk it, stay at my grandma's house. Like, I had this whole system set up. So, I called, like, my friend Alec. Foolproof. Literally. So, like, even if she said no, like, I had a backup plan. And, like... <laughs> So, like, I got my dog cage from, like, my friend. I went to Pet Supermarket, bought so much stuff, and then, like, packed the whole truck, like, with hunting stuff. I drove six hours up there and met them, like, hunted, and then, like, the day came, and, like, I was between this really furry, like, more Labradoodle type, because the mom was a Labradoodle and the dad was, like, a full Lab, and I wanted more of a Labradoodle look so, like, it didn't shed as bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, so there's two options I could have picked from, and it was, like, really curly brown female that looked more labradoodle or was dixie at the time which is like kind of more lab look and so she was like oh yeah like we got there the dogs like she's like oh all the little puppies are in the back she goes and opens up the door literally all like 11 of them come running in and i'm like oh my god and like the, the time dixie stopped at my like i was actually wearing these boots and she stopped and started licking my boot and i'm like oh that's cute and like i was like but where's the other one and like i found the curly one and, like, the curly one just wanted to be with her mom, like, didn't want to, like, hang out, like, hold me. She was, like, crying when I held her, like, only wanted her mom. And then, like, Dixie came back over to me, and, like, I picked her up. I'm, like, oh, you're pretty cute, and, like, held her, and she started licking my face. And, like, I looked at her. I'm, like, 
all right, like I have to get you. Like I can't get the other. Yeah, Dixie like, chose you. Literally, I was like, I can't pick you over the other, or the other one over you. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. And so like I paid three hundred dollars for her, and then that night I went hunting. It was great. It was like the best of my life. I shot a huge buck, and um, I got a picture. <laughs> it's on my Instagram with her. Literally the day I have her and my buck, um, and then I drove home, and I was so nervous the whole time. I was like, oh my god, like I'm about to bring home a dog, and my mom does not know, and like literally we were at a rest area like right on the other side uh west of orlando and i get a call from my dad he's on speaker he goes hey where are you and i'm like oh you know just almost home like an hour and he goes yeah mom and Madison are on the phone too i go uh okay like yeah i'm almost home like yeah and she's like so what's the like and my mom starts talking she goes oh so like where where's the dog i was like mm what do you what do you mean <laughs> and my dad's like i had to tell her give her a little bit of a heads up before you just walk in with a dog and i was just like uh sitting next to me and she's like well get home let me see him like it's too late now and i was like <laughs> like heck yeah back i was like yeah i was like yeah like money like we're gonna be home and, and that and now my mom loves that dog would do anything for that dog like spoils it yeah spoils yeah. it she's a grand dog a yeah, grand, literally grand dog nope grandma for a dog grandma nope. for a dog literally yeah, that. literally that. dog grandma dog there you go yeah. dog grandma <laughs> literally every night before he goes to bed has to go see my mom and my dad in bed and then comes to sleep it like loves it yeah i want to meet the dog now yeah. oh it's great like and, and like it worked out perfect because like i got her in january and then march covid hit so like okay, i was literally stuck i was literally stuck at home with her and i had nothing else to do but play with my dog so like i trained it yeah yeah, so now she goes hunting with me. That's great. I love her. Lovely. Can you train Boomer to hunt? Yeah. That's an American bulldog. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Can you, can you train I'm also not very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so. so we have two questions for March Madness that we're asking everyone that comes on. Um, the first one is, where do you see yourself in five years? Oof. Um... Well, for job-wise, <laughs> either I'm nursing or I'm a Young Life uh, full-time staff person. Um, that's kind of undeterred right now. But um, I want to live somewhere up in uh, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere in there. Um, just because I wanted to get cold, but not like freezing cold where I hate my <laughs> life. Um, yeah, I just I'm I, not that I would stay in Florida. Like Florida's fine. I love it, and like I'm grateful I grew up here. It's just like. I would rather get somewhere a little colder um, that has seasons at least type thing. Um, so somewhere up there, preferably on the outskirts of a town. Um, <laughs> yeah, have what maybe maybe have like a little land. We'll see how much baller I'm making uh, with money wise. Um, but yeah, five years you get a ball really hard. What am I? Twenty six. Oh God, uh, probably not making that much money by then. But we'll see. But um. Ultimately, like a girl, a wife that um, loves me and, um, you know, loves the outdoors, loves kids. And then obviously a Christian girl that pushes me more towards my faith um, and hopefully a couple kids, maybe one, maybe two. I don't care. It's uh, five years. You better get work. Well, like, that's true. That's true. That's only a 26. You gotta get married. That's only 20, maybe one kid by then. <laughs> Yeah. First, you gotta have a girl. Yeah, I, you're telling me. Like, <laughs> okay, maybe 
okay, by 30, maybe we'll have a couple. But <laughs> okay. 26, no. 26, maybe one kid, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. Definitely definitely a dog and another dog. Well, okay. Dixie and another dog. Um, so, yeah. Go. yeah. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. And the other question was, um, how has your story, like, I guess, how do you say this? How has your story and who you are today encourage you to keep moving forward to reach those dreams and aspirations that you have? Um, how does it encourage me? Um, it's just sometimes I get like really frustrated. Like, like right now, like I'm kind of frustrated with like, why can't I just pick a major? Why can't I just do this for my life? Why can't I just get the XYZ job and be done kind of already? Um, and like, I'm like also at the same time, you know, why isn't this working out or whatever? And then like, my mom's really good. She she does remind me a few times like, or in like, what you went through was like serious. And like I'm like okay, but that was like three years ago or whatever. But like looking back, like I still gotta remember like that like I'm just blessed to be like kind of be here kind of thing. Mm. Um, like the doctors like after so after I was done like they know like I was a nursing major or I am a nursing major and they're like. I was, like, really interested. I want to see all my scans and everything. And, like, so when I went back for, like, my two years or whatever, I was talking to my, my um, physician assistant. She was, like, hey, like, since you're, like, here and everything, like, I'll show you, like, if you're okay with it. I was, like, yeah. She's like, I didn't want to show you at the time. Like, she showed me my first scan and, like, literally cancer all over my body. And she was, like, after, like, where yours was, it was, like, you had less than, like, a 30% chance of survival, period. And um, I, I know, like, in the – and so, like, what – um, like, so, like, the friends I made, like, like, you asked me earlier, like, um, like, the cancer friends I made, like, I think two or three of them have passed, um, it's just kind of, or, like, but, like, all, every single one of them has had complications, like, oh, I got an infection off of surgery, or I got to get more chemo, or, like, we got to change up chemos, it's not working, feeding tubes, whatever, you name it, I never had any of that, like, every time I went in, like, I went, got chemo, got chemo, got chemo, whatever, then I got, um, like, my MRIs, x-rays, all that stuff done. It was always a positive result that, like, there was less cancer. Like, I never had any of those, like, complications. You don't have any, like, the backtracking. Yeah, like, it was always, uh, like, I literally, they said I was going to be done in 10 months. I got done in 10 months, and then I just had to get two two more months of radiation to make sure it was done or whatever. So, like, I never had a hiccup or backtrack, like you said, or anything. So, it's, like, weird that that happened, worked out that way. And, like, I like I said, I had less than a 30% chance of survival that, like, I should be dead. Like, I shouldn't be alive. And, like, so it's just kind of weird to, like, I always forget it. I'm like, okay, like, I never had any problems. I never, you know, I'm still alive. Like, I just got to look at it that way. And, like, it's okay wherever I end up. Like, Just, just take it one step at a time. Yeah. And just kind of, like, keep keep focusing on, on, on what's ahead and everything yeah. like that. Like, oh. it, and my mom told me, like, it, if it takes you another year, another two years, or whatever, finish school, oh, it's okay. Just enjoy your life. Try to, fi- like, finish. But, like, you know, do it at your pace. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week with two more special guests. Should we tell them who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Should we? Okay. We can't keep it a secret anymore. We can't. Caleb Gordon and uh, Kenny Rivers are coming on the Babe podcast. So get ready. We know we have some West Orlando Flow listeners out there. We got some Kenny River listeners out there. Our little 
Hispanic family. I would say something in Spanish, but I can't. Hola. So. Como estas? <laughs> Yay! Anyways, they're both, they're both awesome, phenomenal people, and we're so excited to sit down and have a conversation with them. So make sure you set that date in your calendar so you can tune in, and we hope you all enjoyed March Madness. And a reminder, if you want to come on, the link is in our link tree, in our bio, and we will consider interviewing you guys. All right. See you next Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye.